0: Many people think of Jesus as Savior, but forget that He's also Lord. Hello, I'm Phil Sanders and this is a Bible study in search of the Lord's way. Now all things were created by the Lord Jesus and for Him. And today, we're exploring what it means to call Jesus Lord. In all the hurry and hustle and confusion of modern living, the Lord has the way. We believe that the Bible is the revelation of His way. We invite you to join us in search of the Lord's way with Phil Sanders. Welcome to In Search of the Lord's Way. I'm delighted we can spend this time together searching God's Word for the Lord's will. The Bible reveals God's will for our lives, and you can trust the Bible to teach God's truth. Every word, every verse, every chapter, and every book helps us to know God as He really is. We want to be a part of your life each week. The term Lord is found about 700 times in the New Testament. When the word Lord is used in its common form, it would mean something like, Sir. It was the word that was used to speak of a master in contrast to a slave. A Lord owned His slaves and had complete authority over their lives. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew term Yahweh or Jehovah has been rendered in the English Bible, Lord, printed in small capitals. Now, this is the proper name that God first revealed to Moses according to Exodus 6 in verse 3. The Septuagint, or Greek Old Testament, translated this word uh, in the Greek with the word "kyrios," which in English means Lord. The word Lord in the New Testament usually refers to Jesus Christ as the one who has all authority. The title Lord, when applied to the Messiah, signifies His divine nature. Jesus is our divine master, and we are His servants. Our confession as Christians is this, Jesus is Lord. When Paul lived in a pagan society with many idols, he said in 1 Corinthians 8, 5 to 6, For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom are all things, and we exist for Him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we exist through Him. There's only one Lord of heaven and earth, and that's Jesus Christ. We offer the information on this program free. And if you'd like a printed copy or booklet, The Gospel, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73083. Or send us an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or if you like, call our toll-free telephone number. We'll pay for the call. That number is 1-800-321-8633. We also stream this program on our website at searchtv.org and on YouTube. The Edmond Church will now worship in song, and then we'll read from Luke 5, verses four to eight. We will- My reading today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 5, verses 4 to 8, and we're going to be looking at when the apostles first began to see the real power of Jesus. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water, and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we we worked hard all night and caught nothing. But I will do as you say, and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw that he he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Go away from me, Lord. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. Oh, that all of us could see the power and understand how great is our Lord Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful for Your love and we're thankful for these stories that help us to understand the great power and the great ability of Your Son, Jesus. Help us to be devoted to Him and to do His will always. In Jesus' name, amen. On the day of Pentecost, the inspired Apostle Peter recognized the place Jesus Christ had in prophecy and in the church. Peter quoted David's prophecy about Jesus being Lord. Peter said in Acts 2, 32-36, This Jesus God raised up again, to which we, that is the Apostles, are all witnesses. Therefore having been exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this which you both see and hear. For it was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself says, quoting from Psalm 110 verse 1, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus, and then he says, whom you crucified. Now to confirm Jesus is Lord, Peter also quoted from Moses, the inspired lawgiver in Acts 3:22 to 23. Moses said, quoting from Deuteronomy 18:18 to 19, that the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him and whatever he tells you, and it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. Isaiah prophesied of Jesus Christ in Isaiah 9, verses 6 to 7, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. We can't ignore that all of history points to Jesus both before and after as Lord. The event that demonstrates Jesus is Lord more than any other is the fact that He arose from the dead. You'll remember the apostles gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem on Sunday night after Jesus arose from the dead. And the Lord Jesus appeared to them. The Bible says in John 20, 24 to 28, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were saying to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, "'Unless I see in His hands the imprint of the nails "'and put my finger in the place of the nails "'and put my hand into His side, I will not believe.' "'Well, after eight days, His disciples were again inside, "'and Thomas with them. "'Jesus came, the doors having been shut, "'and stood in their midst and said, "'Peace be with you.' "'Then He said to Thomas, "'Reach here your finger,' and see my hands. Reach here your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving but believing. Well, Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. Thomas needed convincing and Jesus gave him the proof. The empty tomb, The faith of the disciples and the existence of the church all point to the reality of the resurrection. (coughs) The resurrection argues decisively that Jesus is indeed the Lord. If Jesus is not the resurrected Lord, you have no hope of life beyond the grave and you'll not be raised from the dead yourself. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 17 says, If Christ has not been raised, then your faith is worthless and you're still in your sins. But the evidence for the resurrection of Christ is abundant and we can have confidence that by His grace and through our loving and obedient faith, we can one day go to heaven to live with Him forever. Now there are people today who doubt whether Jesus is Lord, but there is coming a day when no one will doubt it. The Bible makes it very clear that Jesus is divine and has always existed in the form of God. Philippians 2, 5-11 says, "...have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although He existed in the form of God, didn't regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. But He emptied Himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." And for this reason, also God highly exalted Him, bestowed on Him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God recognized Jesus as His Son on more than one occasion. He spoke from heaven at the baptism of Jesus in Matthew 3:17, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Father revealed to Peter in Matthew 16, 16, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in Matthew 17, 1 5, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll make three tabernacles here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Well, while he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now God distinguished his Son. He was greater than Moses the lawgiver or Elijah the prophet. And all men are now to listen to him. My friend, Jesus is Lord of all. Acts 10 verse 36. He has authority over all flesh. John 17 2. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen 18-20 that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I commanded you and lo, I'm with you always even to the end of the age. Now he's not one among many prophets or one among many great moral teachers. He is exclusively the Lord of all. Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He is the only way to heaven. The only way to heaven. The Bible says in Ephesians 1, 21 to 23, that God placed Jesus far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And He put all things in subjection under His feet, and gave Him His head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Someone asks, Well, where is the headquarters for the church of Christ? Well, the head of the church of Christ is the Lord Jesus Christ, and His headquarters is at the right hand of God. Colossians one16 to 16-17 says, for by Him all things were created, both in the heaven, heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. As Christians, we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to Him. We're under His authority in the church and in our very lives. The Lord Jesus said in John 12, 48, that he who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. His control over our lives is complete. He has control even over our bodies. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you're not your own, for you have been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. From the tip of my head to the sole of my feet, I belong to Christ Jesus. Now some people think they can call all the shots. Others believe they can live life according to their own terms. But we belong to Christ, and we are accountable to Him. We are servants of the Lord, and He purchased us with His own blood and saved us from sin. We're not servants because He enslaved us, but because we love Him and choose to serve Him. All we are or ever will be comes from the grace of God, and we owe Him our very souls. Jesus has personal authority over your life and mine. We're accountable to Him now and will stand before Him on the day of judgment. The Lord Jesus asked His disciples in Luke 6 and verse 46, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? To call Jesus Lord means obeying whatever He commands. We won't allow sin to come first, or allow other people to come first, or allow our desires to come first. We are His servants and do not belong to ourselves. We'll believe His teaching, keep His commandments, and imitate His ways. Christians don't want to sin because they love Jesus. They want to be kind and to love others because Jesus did. They want to forgive others because Jesus forgave them. True Christians don't want to live like hypocrites. They want their faith to be genuine, Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty-one to 23, that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, iniquity. We must know the will of our Father and live it out in our lives. Now, you can't live in sin like the world lives and then claim Jesus is your Lord. If He is your Lord, you'll leave wickedness behind and live for Him. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. Now if someone looked at your life, would they know that you belong to the Lord Jesus? Romans 6 and verse 16 says, Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, that your slaves are the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness? You see, everyone is a servant to someone or something, and there are only two choices. You're either serving the Lord or you're serving something else. Only the Lord can save you and take you to heaven. No master will ever love you, bless you, or help you the way that He will. When you serve the Lord, you bring blessing upon yourself. The Lord's way to heaven is the right way, and that's whenever we follow the Lord and do His will. Oh, I hope you'll be the kind of person that loves Him so much that you're willing to do whatever the Lord tells you to do because you love Him, because you want to serve Him, and because you're grateful for what He's done for you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that You have made Your Son Jesus our Lord. We're thankful, Father, that He has loved us so much. And we pray that we may love You and do Your will always. In Jesus' name, amen. No! If Jesus is Master and Lord, then stay close to Him and please Him in every way. Second Corinthians 5 verses 9 to 10 says, Therefore we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, according to what he's done, whether good or bad. Now, if we love the Master and want to please Him, we'll do what is right and resist what is wrong and sinful. Christians want the Lord in their hearts and lives. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 3, verse 15, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Have you sanctified or set apart Christ as Lord in your heart? Does He rule your life? When you love the Lord, you'll gladly receive His Word and obey it. Respond to the grace of God with loving faith and obedience. Commit your life to the Lord Jesus. Put your faith in Him. Repent by turning your heart away from sin and follow the Lord. Confess clearly Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And upon your confession of faith, be baptized. Now, baptism is an immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And when you're baptized, God will wash away your sins. Acts 22, verse 16. He'll give you newness of life, Romans 6 and verse 4. Today, let Jesus be your Lord and Savior. Let Him rule your life, your thoughts, and your words, and save your soul. We hope you've been blessed by today's study about Jesus is Lord. If you want a free printed copy or a booklet, The Gospel, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083. Or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call the search office toll free at 1-800-321-8633. There's also a schedule of our programs and a map with a location of churches in your area at searchtv.org. You can also watch Search anytime on YouTube. Just subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Search TV Ministry, all one word. And be sure to like the programs that you watch. This helps spread the program. We also offer free Bible correspondence courses. Now, if you get a hold of us, don't worry. We're not asking for money. We're here to help you draw close to God. We ask that you focus your heart on God by worshiping at church. Everybody needs a a church family. They need to have people they can rely on, people they can draw close to. Now I realize that some of you, for health reasons, can't attend worship the way you used to. But I am speaking to those who can attend and haven't been. You haven't been going to church like you should. You haven't been with the saints worshiping God. There's probably a a church of Christ near you. And if you're looking for a healthy biblical church home, we'll gladly help you find one. Well, we tell people that we'll be back uh, next week, each week, Lord willing. And we do. And each week we'll have Bible classes, uh, Bible lesson. We'll have songs that we sing. We'll have prayers. And we want you to be a part of that. So we ask that you keep searching God's Word. We love you. And God bless you from all of us at In Search of the Lord's Way.